Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Oversharing. Big topic. Have been asked to do something on it a few times. So today's the day. You probably know immediately what I mean when I say oversharing because you've been so pent up with living with a difficult person, a person I may call a hijackal, and you're not heard, you're not seen, you're not cared for. A person puts you down, it belittles your issues, and you're longing to be known and seen and acknowledged, and yet it doesn't happen. So you get a little bit of attention, a little bit of an opening, even if it comes from the hijackal. And you think, oh, I can talk. Someone cares. They're interested. And you end up oversharing. And you end up not feeling good about it, not getting what you need from it, not getting what you hoped from it. And yet it recurs. And it can be, not in the case of my clients, but in the case of some people, it can become a compulsion. With my people who listen to me, they are just so compressed, so repressed, so squished, so constrained, that when they get a moment to expand and talk, they do. And then it doesn't go well. So we need to talk about that in some depth because it's important. Hijackals isolate you. They don't want you to have friends. They don't want you to have family. They don't want you to have anyone except them who can bat you around like a very convenient cat toy. They don't want you to have that. They will go to great lengths to separate you from friends and family. They will do smear campaigns. They will triangulate. They will do all kinds of things. I've done episodes on to keep you alone. There's the only person that you're left to turn to is them. And that's what increases the trauma bonding. You know what I'm talking about. You get to the place where the person who hurts you the most, the hijackal, is the only person left to comfort you. And that's when trauma bonding gets its grips into you. And I've done an episode on trauma bonding. So get that one if that's something you need to know more about. But oversharing, you know, it's you just want... I want a moment to have someone say, really, 
that's happening to you. That's terrible. That shouldn't be happening. You poor thing. It's not right. And yet, far too often, you'll end up oversharing with people who dig the hole deeper for you, right? That's what happens. So you want someone to talk with, really talk with, someone who gets it, someone who gets you, someone who wants to know you, who wants to know your story. But the question is, why do they want to know? And that's what you have to be able to calibrate. And I hope by the end of this episode, you will be able to calibrate. Why do they want that? Because we need to stop oversharing. It is dangerous. And it, it cannot help you. Even though you really hope it will, you long for it to help you, it can't usually help you. Because when you reach out, even to someone that you think can acknowledge what's going on and can do something to help, you don't know they're a flying monkey. You know, a flying monkey is loyal to the hijackal. So you're, a person may be listening to you tell your story and nodding appropriately and then going right back to the hijackal and telling them what you said. So there's one good big reason for not oversharing. But again, you long to be heard. You want to be visible because you, you can feel so invisible, so shut down, so alone, so isolated, and in a relationship with a hijackal. And you just seriously just want that one person. Can't I just have one person on my side? So you strike out and then it will end up oversharing. A hijackal has no interest in what you think or need or want or um, the pains you have or the preferences you have. They don't have any interest. And you know that already. And it's sad. And it's destructive. And it's damaging. But you already know they don't care. <clears throat> you may be hooked on hope, as I've done several episodes to talk about, that they will one day care. But then remember last week's episode. One of the five things you must do to save your sanity is our mantra, ABB. Always believe behavior. Sometimes I like to listen to what I call mindless television. And I was listening to the people's court. And Judge Millian was saying, oh, so you lent that person $500 and they didn't pay it back, right? And the person said, yeah, I did. And then they came to you. And they asked to borrow a thousand, and he gave that to them as well. Yeah, I did. And Judge Millian will say, "Yeah, because that's, that's that really makes sense. The person who didn't pay back the five hundred is definitely not the person who's likely to pay back the thousand. And we do the same thing 
with hijackals who keep reinvesting, thinking that, oh, well, there must be an ability to trust. There must be some good in their word. I must not be choosing the wrong person. We really need to get with the program and realize that you already did choose the wrong person. That person is not trustworthy. That person doesn't care about you. They can do a good job some days of selling the fact that they do care when they really, really want something or they're really, really afraid you're going to leave them. But on a day-to-day, they don't care. And deep inside, they really don't care. So it's important to get that understanding. So when you finally have someone who wants to listen, you're in danger of losing track in the conversation. You're in danger of being pulled in the direction of, talk more, tell me more, tell me more. And what about this? And what about that? When did that happen? Pretty soon you're totally lost in your story. And the other person is just gaining information by the mile. And you're no longer calibrating. Why are they asking? What what interest do they have? You're no longer saying, this is a strange question. They've never asked that before. What's going on here? You've just lost the track. You've lost the plot. You are just talking because you so need to. Now, don't beat yourself up about that. That's natural. However, it doesn't work for your own good. So it's something to take stock of and to change. And I'll help you with that. Because if you lose track of the conversation and you're no longer really aware that the other person is leading you down the yellow brick road for some reason that's to their advantage, you can really do damage. Takes a long time to fix. So you have the attention that you've been missing. Someone's paying you attention. But the question is, why are they? Why are they? You're hoping to be believed. They may be just hoping to get information. And you long to be believed. But sadly, this oversharing garners you attention that you want but not the attention that you need and not from the right person or people. And you may have already experienced that. So in this episode, I really want to help you come back to realizing that if you're oversharing, you're doing it for a reason. And there's things that you want to change so that those reasons are not functional. They are not what it is that you need to do. And if you need to talk about these things, I invite you to come on over to my Emerging Empowered community where there's lots of opportunity, lots of conversation. And three times a month, a one-hour group, ask me anything, call with me so that you can figure these things out and we can talk. So come on over to join in today dot com join in today dot com so yes 
oversharing can be a sign of a mental disturbance. You've heard people off in the street corners oversharing with the air, but not with anyone in particular. And people will do it. Severe bipolar or borderline personality, they will overshare with everyone. But those are not my audience. So don't worry. Don't worry about yourself having those kinds of things going on. For my audience, that's less likely because you're doing it from emotional starvation. You're doing it because you are not getting the attention you deserve. You are not getting the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. You're not getting equality. You're not getting reciprocity. And you're not getting mutuality. And you need them. You need them. Not just you want them. You need them. Otherwise, we have to erase the word healthy from adult relationship. And so when you're not getting the attention, when you're not getting the eye contact, when you're not getting the curiosity, when you're not getting the heartfelt desire to know you from your partner, you get a pent-up need to be heard. And that's where my clients will find themselves. And then they'll find themselves oversharing because they are so emotionally malnourished that when someone gives them a little breadcrumb that seems like love or attention, they think it's a full meal deal. And you've heard me say that before because I did a whole episode on emotional breadcrumbs and emotional malnutrition. But don't be mistaking a few emotional breadcrumbs for a full meal deal because that will cause you to overshare. It will cause you to jump in and think, oh, now this person's interested. I'm going to tell them everything. And then they're going to get really tight with me. They're going to be interested and they're going to be happy to talk with me. And sadly, you have them mistaken for someone else. It's not going to happen that way. And when you've been raised by or partnered with a hijackal, you're emotionally hungry. You just are. And anything that you can get that satisfies you emotionally, even for a moment, even for a nanosecond, can feel satisfying. And you grasp at it. And that will cause you to overshare. You're just so hopeful that that person's attention means something good that you talk too much about it. So there's two big things I want to make sure that we discuss here tonight. One of them is that the hijackal takes advantage of you by getting you to overshare. Hijackal takes advantage, purposefully takes advantage of you by getting you to overshare. Are you thinking right now how many times you've been sucked in by that? I hope so, because we don't want to do that anymore. They, they, they give you attention, and they 
they let you think that they're interested in your needs and wants and pains, vulnerabilities and fears and your dreams and all of that. And you, you almost feel like you've died and gone to heaven. You waited and waited and waited. And finally, the hijackal showed up as caring, showed up as interested. And you are thrilled. You may even feel vindicated that they, that they, you were right. They, they are interested. And you may be thinking that. But then it's only a short while later that it all comes back to haunt you. It all comes back because you hope it's going to bring you closer. But no, it, the hijackal grabs these precious things that you shared with them and and then you find that they're making fun of your fears they weaponize your fears or they find you belittling your dreams you're sharing with them you know deep down what you would love to have happened in your life and pretty soon they're belittling you or they're taunting you with what you want and never giving it to you, or future faking, promising, promising, and withholding it from you. Have you had that happen? Because that's what hijackals do. They pull you in, pull you in, give you that little bit of connection that you really want, that you've been waiting for, that you thought you had in the beginning, and then they pull it away. They withhold it from you. They starve you for attention, for affection, for caring, for understanding, for interest. And so it's very important in this number one, a big thing to take away tonight is that they take advantage of you by getting you to overshare, getting you to become vulnerable, getting you to tell all, if possible, and they, you, you, if you go back and revisit the interaction, they got close to you, they got you started, they stayed close enough. Then, when they had enough information, they went out, or they left, or they told you they'd heard too much. They shut it down, didn't they? Don't be fooled. A hijackal doesn't want to hear from you. Can you just take that in? They really don't want to hear your opinion. They don't want to hear your needs. They don't want to hear your wants. They don't want to hear what you think. They don't want to hear what you feel. They just want you to do for them. Give to them. Be there for them. They don't care. And the sooner... You can get that through your head. I know it's hard. You don't want it to be true. But the sooner you can get that through your head, the sooner things can start to get better. And the second big takeaway from this episode, I hope, well, other people will take advantage of you because you overshare. I remember a client who said to me, every time... I start to feel like I'm getting a sense of community or a new person in my life, a friend. 
after all these years of being with a hijackal and being isolated, I talk too much. I just blather on and I talk too much. And then that's a problem. That's a big problem because you talk with them because you want an ally. You want someone on your side. You want someone to understand you. And it makes sense. There's somebody who's interested. There's somebody who is, you don't think, tightly knit to the hijackal or narcissist. And they're interested in you. And they're fresh. You don't think that they're taking sides. You think that they could be your person. And so you talk to them. And you're looking for that ally. But you don't know what goes on at their home. You might end up being talking to a flying monkey for the hijackal. The person may have absolutely no understanding of what they're doing, that they're gaining information from you to go and bask in the sunlight of the hijackal for being brought this inside information. Or maybe they just want it for gossip purposes. You're new to the community. They get to be the first one to hear your story. And maybe they just want it so they can share it. They can gossip. And they can they can uh, be the one who knows. And that's terrible. Because you'll find yourself giving up these precious parts of yourself. And then they'll be reduced. They'll be really made into something that is diminished. Not how you want it to be at all. Not what you were hoping for at all. And you find yourself with this flying monkey who longs to rush back and tell the hijackal what you said, embellished for their own good, or to get more of a rush, or to get more of a pat on the head from the hijackal. Remember, hijackals demand loyalty. They never give it, but they demand loyalty. So they can have a lot of people trapped in, if you want me to smile at you, you better have some goods for me. That's a dynamic that happens a great deal. Or you'll have this new acquaintance, and it will be an acquaintance because you've usually lost your real friends if you've been with a hijackal for a while. And they're just shocked with new information. They're shocked with the new information. And you hope that that shock will cause them to be your friend, to help you, to have them see what it is you're going through and what you've gone through and, and be on your side. And that acquaintance really is not equipped to hear the story. You may have had that happen as well, but they have no loyalty. So it can turn into gossip or it can turn into them becoming a flying monkey or it can just fade away because the person doesn't know what to do with the information. So oversharing can leave you feeling 
so amity because you did it. You know, you you gave and you gave and you wanted to you wanted to do that. You please let me tell you. Let me tell you what I've been through. Let me tell you how awful it was. Let me tell you what's going on now. Let me tell you what I want. Let me tell you what I'm endeavoring to create. And you think that you are having a one-to-one ratio conversation. But as I said earlier, you lose track of the give and take. You lose track of the why. And then you're just telling them everything. It just becomes a rush of information. But they they don't have the loyalty and they may not know what to do with it. So you feel empty after doing it. You might feel hopeful for a little while. Like, oh, felt so good to tell somebody. Maybe they'll help me. Maybe they'll be my friend. Maybe we'll have the conversation again. But you may also feel foolish because after a little while, it's like, why did I do that? What was I thinking? That was, I gave away the farm. I don't even know that person. What are they going to do with that information? Can I trust them? You know, and all of that begins to happen for you. And that's really difficult. So you may start feeling foolish, and that may lower your self-esteem. You may start to feel like, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. That was a really poor choice. I'm embarrassed. I may be on my way to being embarrassed. I don't know. And it makes the relationship worse. So it's important. And you, you may end up, and this is the big thing, you go through all of this, endeavoring to have a new acquaintance and have a new opportunity, you may end up feeling more alone than before you had that opportunity. And that's an awful feeling. You feel so alone in a partnership with a hijackal. I don't know if there's anywhere lonelier. You just feel so alone. And then if you overshare and you miss getting an ally, you make, you get another person who doesn't want to talk to you. It's so lonely, right? So lonely. So you overshare to be heard. And if you're doing it, notice you don't get what you want. You're not being heard. Yeah, they're hearing the words and that's what you wanted. You thought, but no, you didn't want to be heard. You wanted to be listened to. Listening occurs when hearing the ears work and listening is when the ears work and the brain works at the same time. So, can be a detriment, can be a great advantage. If you're li- if someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, how can I help this person? That can be helpful. But if they're listening going, whoa, can't hardly wait to tell the flying monkey, now we're in a whole other place, whole other place. 
So you have to do it in a healthy way. And that's why I'm bringing up those two very important things that you can <clears throat> talk about how you can run into trouble oversharing with a hijackal or oversharing with a person you hope to make an ally. You have to do it in a healthy way with the right people and you have to be not spilling the tea so that you're aware of when spilling occurs rather than you pouring out the right amount. And if you've been with a hijackal for a long time, you may not be so good at knowing when to stop. So this is a good episode to really think about. You know, it'll improve your self-confidence when you do it, when you stop oversharing, because it's a coping mechanism. You know, you're, you're talking, you, you talk something through out loud in an attempt to figure something out or make sense of something and get some support from somebody else. So again, you need to go to the right place, somewhere that can really offer that or someone that can really offer that that you're sure of, not someone you hardly know, not someone who's new to you, not someone who's a friend of the hijackal. No, that doesn't work. Um, I found this really neat quote from a talk space therapist. Her name is Dr. Olga Molina, and she says, uh, I think she's also describing oversharing when she said this, trauma dumping is the unfiltered sharing of strong emotions or upsetting experiences without permission from the listener. Trauma dumping is the unfiltered sharing of strong emotions or upsetting experiences without permission from the listener. Well, in what I'm talking about in this episode, you have the permission of the listener. They're all ears. They want to hear what you have to say because they want to either rush back to the hijackal or they want to rush back and be have the best gossip on the block. Now, it's not that I think everybody is going to be in one of those two categories. You may have a friend who truly does care or has been through it. It can work. But if you're not calibrating the conversation and seeing it as a game of catch where, you know, it's going back and forth and the sharing is kind of equal, mm -mm. you have to stay awake and catch that. Otherwise, you could end up in a bad situation. And that's not good. So you you may have permission to share in this situation, but it may not be good. But it is trauma dumping, and some people can handle it. Some people get really excited handling it because they want to be the one who knows. They're going to rush out in the gossip train. But figure it out. You really need to figure out what to do if you've become an oversharer, because people don't want to hear about it. You've probably found that you've lost friends by telling them what's going on in your relationship for too long. And their opinion was 
get out of the relationship. I don't want to hear about it anymore. And you weren't ready to get out of the relationship. And so you lost a friend because they wanted you to take yourself to safety and you weren't ready to. But, you know, I'm, I think so much can be accomplished by doing things together. So again, I invite you to come on over to joinintoday.com and be part of the emerging empowered community where we can talk together. And it's a tremendous, tremendous deal because you get three one-hour open group sessions where you can ask me questions, three of them a month, as well as all kinds of gifts and the opportunity to talk with one another 24-7 um, or type to one another 24-7. So I hope that this idea of oversharing is clearer now and clearer as to what causes you to want to do it and why you have to be super careful where you do it, how you do it, with whom you do it, why you do it, because you don't want to be feeding flying monkeys and you do not want to be feeding a gossip mill. You want real help. So I hope this has been helpful. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself. You're precious, you matter, and you demonstrate that by how you treat yourself. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting emergingempowered.com. Talk soon.